0: don't wait visit sonobello.com slash save sonobello.com slash save sonobello.com slash save stop avoiding your erectile dysfunction issue peak performance for men is offering your best offer yet call today to book your free consultation and free blood flow evaluation 1-800-210-8181 peak performance for men helps over 80 percent of men who receive the treatment experience long-term improvement Let the experts at Peak Performance for Men help you today. All it takes is one phone call for a free consultation, free blood flow evaluation. Call 1-800-210-8181. That's 1-800-210-8181. The
1: Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. And good evening, one and all. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to uh, send us an email, exone at TV.com on all social media sites, Radio TV. And to find out about the programming we have available for you 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.exxonerediotv.com. And for the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV, visit the brand new website for Simul TV at www.simultv.com. My guest this hour is a gentleman I had the pleasure of interviewing oh, many years ago. His name is Keith Anthony Blanchard, and he is the author of the new book, Homecoming, Crossing the Bridge to the Soul. Now, this is his sixth book. It's coming out on July 31st of this year. And uh, he is a man who has claimed to have developed intense alien visitation and communication that has profoundly affected his life and his view of the world. Keith Anthony Blanchard was born in 1963 in Louisiana and had a typical middle-class Catholic upbringing. In his early teens, he often entertained himself by pondering the big questions about God and the universe. Now, little did he know that the day would come when those questions would form the spiritual foundation upon which he would build the rest of his life. In his late 20s, Keith went through a crisis that stripped him of everything that he held dear and left him with no choice but to turn inward for answers. This he did, but the peace and stability he so wanted still eluded him. When he was 32, celestial beings began to appear to him, sharing glimpses of the future and the world's. Now, not only did they enlighten and guide him, they instructed him to pass their message on to others so that they too could learn a higher way of living. Now 50 and living in a peaceful, stable life, Keith continues to pursue his passion to both learn and teach about the truth. His his, um, credo is very simple and yet very profound. Why choose to believe when you can know? his website keithanthonyblanchard.com joining me now from the beautiful state of Tennessee is Keith Anthony Blanchard and Keith welcome back to the X Zone after all of these years
0: wow wow <laughs> wow thank you Rob for having me listening to you read that bio i don't know that guy anymore <laughs> I don't. I, I, it's me, but I graduated, or to use the word, into this new space, this new way of being. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I just simply launched myself back to that time, it's almost a blur. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember the powerful lesson inherent in all of it. Ten-year relationship went belly up. Ooh. Uh, yeah, pff, no joke. I was... 14, 15 years old and seriously wanted to be a Catholic priest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you knew me, you would find that funny. Um, but the girl came along being a rock guitar player. I was in a rock band. That's what I do as a profession. Right. God went in the closet. Catholic Catholicism went in the closet. And when I got that knock on the head slash heart, uh, I had to go back to the closet. <laughs> and things begin to rearrange themselves. And so I find myself here now as a spiritual teacher, um, being an author and a musician full-time is what I truly love. And what I love mostly in this moment is hanging out with you. <laughs> uh, you
1: know, you and I have a lot in common as you were just talking. I wanted to be a, a, an Anglican minister at the age of 14. I, too, played in a rock and roll band for a number of years. So it seems that you and I share the same path to a certain extent, my friend.
0: What instrument did you play?
1: I played rhythm guitar. And uh, going back to the 60s, I played, well, I played folk music in Montreal. I played at the Yellow Door. I played at the Maidenhead. I played at uh, the Cock and Bull. I played with Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, uh, take that. Yeah, yeah. Some
0: down, you better take care.
1: Hey, that's it. Let's forget the right. paranormal stuff. Let's just get to music. Uh, no, no, and, I, and, I, and you know, in my later years, I had the opportunity of working with BJ Thomas. I've worked with Peter Noon, Brighton Rock, um, April Wine, you know, and, and the list goes on.
0: April Wine? Yeah. Oh my God. Nature of the Beast. One of my. Actually, Heart of Faster is really cool as well.
1: And, and it was pretty funny when I was at CKTB in St. Catharines, um, I was covering. Uh, one of the events, and and I ended up working with um, Blue Rodeo, and uh, ran into Kim Mitchell. So we, you know, it's it seems that music has always been a part of my life. And the very first rock band I played in was the Cell Beat, and that was one of the very first Beatle clone bands in Quebec.
0: Did that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I still have my Vox amplifier. Uh, my.
0: Do you still play?
1: very little I don't have time anymore
0: Mm.
1: but you know I I still have my my Jet Glow Rickenbacker 64 special edition
0: oh Uh, now you need to quit it (laughs) (laughs) you you know wow music it seems that
1: music is a great part of people who are touched in the way that you have been touched and the way that I have been touched it seems that music is the conduit because we (laughs) conduit that's right (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> music is the language it's the language of everything so yeah. I, 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 off, I have lots of little trinkets to exemplify points which one is and in this
1: corner weighing 265 pounds from the state of Tennessee is Keith Anthony
0: Blanchard and so as this bell was rung uh-huh. there's something that happens in that Rob for me the music is more of the empty space than it is the the actual music. Without empty space, things become a very long drone. And we, you know, there's a famous, famous, there is a Chinese proverb that says, it's the empty space between the bars that holds the tiger. So in this truth, Mm -hmm. possibility, We get to gain, glean, see from another perspective because obviously we would lean into the idea What's the bars that hold the tiger in the cage? Well, actually it's not. You spread the bars apart Mm -hmm. The tiger can effortlessly just move right through but in that bell I rang and my apologies if it was so loud on you Um, When we follow such a sound current Mm -hmm. Musicians, artists, whatever it is you do that is of a creative nature where do these people, what about this 15, now 15 year old girl when she was 10 years old she's painting these pictures of the Christ oh my god and so I think people who are in the creative side of the brain naturally are able to follow that note, I struck like the soul's tines that bring us to a space so far inside that all things seriously are truly are just possible
1: I agree with you my friend I think uh, John Lennon said it best uh, you know when he and McCartney wrote, All You Need Is Love. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. There's nothing you can sing that can't be sung.
0: Yeah, right. right. You know,
1: he, he was just laying down the tracks. And I think if we look over time, musicians were the catalyst of each and every new age that has been done. Look what happened in the 60s. Peace make love, not war. Woodstock, you know, you had thousands
0: upon thousands upon thousands of people in Woodstock, New York. And, Rob, wasn't there a virus or some sort of pandemic happening at the time And this actually took place anyway? I,
1: I, I really can't remember that far back. Yeah. But,
0: <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Were you yeah. at Woodstock? <laughs> Not, no, I wasn't. When Woodstock,
1: I, I was born in 52, so what am I? 68 now? And that was Woodstock, I think it was about 10 or 11. That Woodstock was, what, 65. I think it was the summer of... 67? 60, 67 now. I'm okay. not sure. You know, so even at 67, what, what was I, 15? You know, so, and, right. and I can remember I was on the train to Baltimore, Maryland, from Montreal to see my aunt and uncle with my mum and younger brother when Woodstock was going on. And it's funny you mention Woodstock. I have one of the original posters from Woodstock autographed by a whole bunch of people. I've got a panoramic photo of Woodstock and one of the original tickets to Woodstock framed in my office here in the studios.
0: Wow. Yeah. So that, would, that in and of itself would make your office a shrine.
1: <laughs> you know, it also makes me very old, my friend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, 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 right. I'm having a blast. Thank you, sir. <laughs>
1: well, this is what life is about. You're yeah. here, you know, a friend of mine in Montreal said, you know what, Rob? You're here for a good time, not for a long time.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Inherent to that, and that is everything. That's powerful.
1: It is, and uh, Gus Ackerman is his name, and uh, a a very kind soul, and uh, the people that you meet in your life, whether it's like you and I here on the telephone, uh, whether it's we meet in person, whether it's on an Internet chat platform, each and every person that you meet and greet brings something very special to your life. And I think that it's through people like yourself who have the ability to bring this to the attention of your readers and, and those that you play music for. They make the difference. They say, hey, wait a minute. This guy's on to something. Stay tuned, uh, Keith. You and I have to uh, take our first break. Exonation. Keith uh, Anthony Blanchard is our special guest. His website is keithanthonyblanchard.com. And we're going to be talking about his new book, Homecoming, Crossing the Bridge to the Soul. I'm Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And both of us will be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. We know you can't get enough of your favorite flavors.
0: Luckily, Kroger Free Pickup makes it easy
1: to grab what you need without any surprise fees. Whether it's extra buns for the barbecue or those chips you just can't quit, start your cart with the Kroger app. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply, subject to availability. It's the big $10 sale, so mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome back, everyone. This is The Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. If you'd like to find out more about The Exxon Broadcast Network and the shows that we have available for you 24-7, 365, visit www.xzbn.net. Keith Anthony Blanchard is my special guest this hour. His website is keithanthonyblanchard.com. Listen, let, let me ask you, when or what do you attribute your contact with ETs was there something that happened in your life that that may have opened up the direct line of communication from yourself to them, inviting them in, or how do you think this worked?
0: I think for me, it was a contract at least for well the whole experience for me was a contract, right. But the first part of my life, I was eight years old, nine years old, raised Catholic, mm-hmm. believing in all the boogeymen whatever could be lurking in the dark backyard. No child wants to be out at 2.30 or 3 in the morning, especially coupled with the fear of big dogs. And they move freely in my neighborhood, let me tell you. But I would often, Rob, find myself in the backyard coming to a state of awareness, Right. looking up at the sky now the first experience that happened i will i i will say now i was never taken beyond my will i was never violent i was never i never came to a state of consciousness feeling um raped invaded violent n- none of that uh, it, there was some some dumbfoundedness but the first night um thank god it was uh from what i remember a uh, moonlit night story night there was some sort of light so i can look around the house to find something to be tall enough to put myself back into my bedroom so i found this cinder block and i propped it against the wall to lunge myself through my window and this would occur often there was nothing it was all random it wouldn't happen in this particular sequence well i go through the early phases of my life in adolescence playing guitar wanting to become a catholic priest and that all went to the closet met the girl wanted to be the rock star Uh Met the got the girl was a rock star and when that all went Billy up uh, I had nothing she was my love she was my sex she was my intimacy she was my food my shelter my transportation I'm an aspiring musician so I'm (laughs) basically taking what's coming my way Uh, that all went away and so I went back to the closet and I pulled out. An old ancient memory, which is my connection to that, which is beyond anything any of us can understand in our current frame of reference. But I think my earlier experiences, oh, we shoot to when I was about the age of 33, I'm watching the Discovery Program channel, a program about aliens, and it all came flooding back the whos, the when, the whys, and the wheres. I believe this early contact in my life was a contractual agreement lovingly, thank God, Um, that they came to me, still do, but at the earlier phase of my life was to manipulate my energetic system, not only necessarily to impregnate me Mm -hmm. with thoughts that would, with these packets of light and information that later in my life, possibly 33 when I saw that Discovery Channel program, um, but to manipulate my energetic system, to have me come into a state of some sort of balance to be able to do the work that I'm doing now via 30 years of my life compressed into this book, Homecoming, Crossing the Bridge to the Soul, which is soon to be released. Describe the aliens, if you could, for us. Every shape, size, guise, (laughs) Um, mostly my time with what I call others, Mm -mm. they're aboard these craft I'm, I'm no joke is children there are the elders or the wise ones but it's predominantly children there's enough quote as we'd call them adults to handle to sit and handle whatever word you choose to maintain balance aboard, the, aboard the, these craft. but it's m- most of the occupants are ch- occupants are children as if it's the children that it's all about now, what, what these beings look like, you know, the further you get into the, sol- the universe, not solar system and galaxy, the further you get from what we know as local space, the more stranger these beings will look in as far as appearance. Of course, the people who live in your country look like you, and the people who live in your state and so forth, your household, and as, as, as so on it goes. But they vary in appearances appearances but the ones that I've been fortunate to be in space with in space with <laughs> um, always have a humanoid quality they are bipedal and some have six digits on hands and foot but what happens when you aboard these craft the first thing that happens is oh my gosh I am in a, I'm in a spaceship or I'm in another place and there are others that's why I call them others and so The first thing that begins to happen is, oh, wow, that is someone that doesn't look like me. That's someone that sort of looks like me, but Mm -hmm. not is of my kind. But after moments of being in this, pun intended, no pun intended, space with these others, all that begins to disappear because there's a language. Here we go back to the music again. There's a language that is spoken that can be heard only by those who choose to listen. And the language is, it's the nature of those very children. The curiosity, the wonderment, the awe, uh, the innocence. What a powerful word that inherits, as in incorporates all those qualities I've named. But there is a signature of why all this is happening. It's the youthful, the innocent. And so the appearances begin to fade in the commonality that I have with these others, though they may differ in appearance. it It's beautiful to see different expressions of creator, but it's even more beautiful to see the, the creator in everyone as it is.
1: <laughs> hmm. So when it comes to the ETs, the extraterrestrials, uh, are, are, are they part of the of the ufo phenomenon that we know today and and if so why don't they just make their presence known for once and for all
0: fantastic question they are here uh, they do make their presence known and not only do the et's and craft make their presence known. most people get so caught up in the ufo hoopla phenomena mm-hmm. that they never take the time to ask this themselves the question who is actually piloting that craft? They are interested in the hardware. I'm interested in the software. Sure. But if if we look to, let's say, YouTube or anywhere that you can find such videos, there is an experience. that once I'm using this as an example because mm-hmm. you will say, Ah, I've seen many of those. When we look at the the dome of, over the what is it? The uh, place in uh, the Jerusalem, the dome, the rock. Temple um, of the Mount. The temple, yeah, Temple of the Mount. You see this thing come down. Um, and some of my friends are actually the ones who are responsible for this video existing. And so when you see this orb of light come down, this is not a craft. This is not a ship. This is a sentient conscious being that comes down and hovers over this particular sacred site. And then it shoots back up like lightning into this craft. Because when you look to the sky, or at least when the video looks to the sky, you see all these red lights glowing as if there's some sort of large mother ship. So they definitely are here. And what was the second part of your question, Rob?
1: I said, why don't they just make
0: themselves known? Because they can't. Why? Because they can't. Because they can't. They cannot flout universal law because their level of intelligence tells them that they cannot. Because they know that in doing so, the very growth of their very own civilization Will, be, will begin to move backwards. That's not their agenda. their agenda. Their agenda is to contribute to the level that universal law allows because they want every sentient conscious being in this universe, levels we think exist, levels we know exist, even for spiritualists who can operate on multidimensional levels, on levels even that we can't beings that want to be a part of this experience they know that they are going to grow as we ascend to this new world this new humanity the golden age and so every being in the universe can aspire to humanhood but it is only through human birth that the absolute the pinnacle of creation which is the human being can ever be realized so they know not to monkey where they can't now we have these other beings of course However you want to paint them, bad aliens, draconians, reptilians, demons spoken up and spoken about, about in many scripture. And so um, they just can't the, – you can bet, well, the demons will make themselves known. That's why we know about them now because they've impregnated, in, infiltrated, uh, become a pest, so to speak, in the human mansion of everything that is meant to be. So these others are simply just waiting to get the clarion call and the go sign.
1: Are these ETs the gods of the past?
0: Yeah, and I think that still exists today because everyone is looking upward. Where's God? Upward. Metaphorically upward. Everything big and monumental and powerful that happens seems to always happen upward in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, You go to New York. New York is known for its majesty, the big apple, apple, the garden of Eden. And when newcomers go to New York, what do they do? They look upward.
1: Well, that's because you can't see through the ground.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, right? Listen, you and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. and on Nation, Anthony, I'm sorry, Keith Anthony Blanchard is our special guest this hour. We're going to be talking to Keith. Continuous on this uh, this line of of conversation. It's about his new book entitled Homecoming, Crossing the Bridge to the Soul. Once again, his website is Anthony Blanchard. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at com, on all social media sites, exxon Radio TV. And to find out about the programming we have available for you 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit xzbn.net. back one and all. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Exxon at ExxonRadioTV.com is my email address. And my guest this hour is Keith Anthony Blanchard and his website is KeithAnthonyBlanchard.com. All right, let's, let's take this one step up. If the ETs are the gods of yesteryear that we have in one way or another modeled our sociological uh, platforms and our sociological way of thinking and and living. Why are we such a violent society? Now, I understand that there is the universal clause where they cannot interfere with us. But why wouldn't they have done a better job of teaching us instead of having this world that we live in today that is in total turmoil.
0: Phenomenal, Rob. Phenomenal. It's the same law. They can't skirt the same law. Lo- this is the same law. There's no way around it. They understand the mm-hmm. law of free will. They understand the law of allowance. So if why did they do such a bad job? Well, they, we are made up of like seven, between seven and nine different races from wherever around the galaxy, rna dna coding and so basically you know they they birthed us and kicked us out of the nest and said good luck now we look to the anunnaki story yeah which does not paint such a good picture you had a good bro and a bad bro these two bros had a father who was a king and da 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 and and so the agenda was to make us a slave race and so little did they realize in the creation of making this race with the intentions of being a slave race it backfired because we through these two brothers or whatever the story is whether it's metaphorical or real the divine intent was seated in that moment because we went through all the knuckleheaded nonsense which was to be the slave race to come to this place that we call 2020 in fact today's date is Uh, June 18th 2020 we find ourselves present in this spot to become the manifestation of the prophecy of heaven on earth and so that's why we are being supported by these others but they still cannot tread on the sacred ground until it's time until they're given the ghost sign so what is that time going to look like the time is going it's coming everyone everyone is tired of the nonsense people are waking up the time is going to come when it becomes fifty-one percent of the human collective consciousness shifting to the level of saying, "Please appear." Until then, it cannot happen. Why not? They won't do it. They just simply won't do it. But if they, the, know, if the, they if know if, the law,
1: if they did, um, well, you know, every law has a, has a little <laughs> bit of leeway. <laughs> if their presence could actually change the way that we perceive ourselves and our place in this, this existence, this cosmos, the universe, for the better, would it be not advantageous for them to make themselves known?
0: They are. They're doing it in ways that those who are ready are able to see. Otherwise, their entrance would serve absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely no purpose because too many people would be afraid and we would never get to the 51 percent sh- human consciousness shift tilt mark so there's an order in the way things are played out you, you know we can you know say let's just give you a gun and a badge and a hat and this cool looking uniform and call mm-hmm. you a cop but it doesn't work that way everyone has to play the game accordingly so that the most influential best possibility can be the outcome.
1: Okay, I can buy that (laughs) to a certain extent. But I'm a father, you're a father. Our children are are our creation. We will do whatever we need to do in order to try our very best to have our children become law-abiding citizens, fruitful members of society... People who do good for other people. And when we see them straying, we do everything we can to get them back on track. Now, if these ETs are responsible for our being here and they're watching us and and they're not taking affirmative action into getting us to a better place because they're waiting for 51% of the population in my opinion that's not very good it makes no sense <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah yeah
1: so why don't they just or or you know why don't they just do it or is it because 51% of the world's population in my opinion
0: will never agree on anything i, I totally understand it and totally <laughs> and that's a pretty phenomenal point rob actually i'm somewhat uh, befuddled but what i would like to offer as my counter to that not counter but actually support is uh, your opinion because you
1: know sure. you know what it's all about you've met these people
0: yes you know you've uh, got I, inside I information
1: say, and you know your creator was why I choose to believe when you can know
0: sure so what we have happening is karmic Karma has to play itself out. Otherwise, if God would, God, if God, would, the absolution or whatever anyone wants to deem this thing, right. this beautiful infinite possibility, everything plays out accordingly. If that, if the spirit itself would flout the laws that holds everything into place, if the spirit would do that itself everything in the universe would completely collapse that being said karma has to play itself out like a flower being blossomed we don't just put the seeds in the ground and check the soil every day because that would disturb the germinating cycle just to hurry up the process sure but but also if god is on the present present in all places at uh-huh. all times even in that victimhood situation where the woman was attacked by someone with a knife by her car when she came out of the grocery store right if spirit is present in all places, why does not spirit just step in and stop it? But here's the paradox. If you had a God realized man standing in the proximity of this event, he would stop it. So it's all about perspective. So what is it, is it a this or is it the that? That's the point, it's not the this nor is it the that. It's the other thing. It's from the level of being the observer that creates one, one to have the capacity to see the truth. Now, what is the truth? No one can tell you, anyone, what the truth is. Because the truth is not something that can use. S- simple English words to put in a way to help un- one understand. It's, it's very, very tough. It sounds like I'm being vague, but it's mm-hmm. not. You It's it's really tough to describe someone, Rob, the feeling you had being that guitarist in a band, right? <laughs> and but, playing at those gigs. Sure, I, I, under- and, I understand the logic behind this. But right,
1: right. Let's, let's use your example of the seed in the ground. Now, as a gardener and as a farmer, People who are growing crops or growing fruit, vegetables, they know that in order to make something better, stronger, more fruitier, more resilient, they know how to grow it. They know what chemicals to add to the ground. They know how to prune the trees in a certain way or, uh, you know, uh, how to take two branches to create a new fruit. They do this. So why can't the aliens or the creators do the same thing for those that they have created?
0: Point taken, and that's very beautifully said. So let's call these people that you described, these gardeners, these good farmers, Mm -hmm. that's exactly what these extraterrestrials and ultra-celestials, ultra-terrestrials, the angelic kingdom, are doing. They are good farmers. They are planting good seeds in the consciousness of people who are able to receive it, and even those who aren't, and they know how to till the ground, and they know how to water the plant so that a full human potential blossom begins to happen. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what they're doing. They're doing just that. They are very good farmers, and they're bringing us to a level of fruition so we can become that new tree of life.
1: But it's taken them thousands and thousands and thousands of years. <laughs> yeah. what, what, you know, like yeah. To me, that doesn't sound like they're very good farmers. Maybe they should change their uh, yeah. fertilizer. Maybe they should... Uh, I, I don't know, but when I see... When I see all the, all the trouble in the world, all the illness in the world, all the poverty, people without water, people who are suffering horrific diseases, man, you know, like I said, as a father, I, I go out of my way, I would do anything possible, not only for my kids, but, but for people in general. to it make my heart. You know, so, so I understand the prime directive. Don't get me wrong. I used to watch Star Trek. However, however, there comes a time when they must step in or else they are not who many
0: people believe they are. Sure. And I know that they would definitely do exactly just that. They will step in. If a nuclear warhead warhead is fired Mm -hmm. off, they will step in and disarm it. Well, let's hope we never find out. Keith, exactly. stand
1: by. We've got to take our final break. Exo Nation, Keith Anthony Blanchard is our special guest. He's the author of Homecoming, Crossing the Bridge to the Soul. And we'll be back as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Like everyone, Keith Anthony Blanchard is our special guest. He is the author of a new book entitled "Homecoming: Crossing the Bridge to the Soul." You know, um, we've heard stories from different alien abductees, Betty and Barney Hill, uh, Travis Walton, and the list continues. How how real or how true to the methodology that you? Are aware of that the ETs used to abduct or make contact with people? Are are these are these accounts that we keep hearing?
0: They're all true. They're all true in some way or another. Mm-hmm. Because whether they're true to anybody else, they are definitely, absolutely true to the person who makes said claim. Now, I that's let's just put put aside anyone who is just jacking around but people who are very sincere about what they say, at least they believe it themselves. Now, in in and of that itself is a reality that one is completely submersing themselves in. So if God, if everything is possible all the time, everywhere, then this is a said reality. There are dimensional bandwidths, realities, possibilities, truths, falses, which is a truth in and of itself, that exist everywhere, so everyone is always shifting. We're shifting every, in fact, you just shifted just now, and by the words I use, you shifted just now, because I've hyper-focused you on the fact that you're shifting, and so we're always moving through <laughs> this this wormhole, this cosmic, infinite wormhole through space, at gazillion miles an hour. I think they're very true, Rob. I think they are very right. true, the Travis Walton story. Um, they're very true, P- people are truly being taken beyond their will. Now whether this is part governmental uh, you know deep deep uh, state or black this and black that, or whether it's simply f- uh, from an, an extraterrestrial, or of the worldly phenomena, I believe they're all happening. And it's all coming out. And we're living in this time where the veil is not only thinning, I think the door is completely cracked wide open. Yeah. And through that crack is coming the light. And the light is the truth. You may not like the truth. You can go tell your mom or your dad, and they may not like it. And there's nothing they can do about it either. And so my suggestion would be for everyone to simply find themselves as that observer I mentioned earlier, which is the one who has the ability to be so cognizant, so aware of oneself, that you can simply pull back far enough esoterically and watch the movie as it unfolds in front of you. That's the, In fact, that's not only the best place. It's really the only choice you got.
1: But what happens if all these people are who claim to be having contact, are just having self-imposed delusions that there is no contact and that this is their way of escaping the reality of the world that they just don't want to face exist, that they're looking for somebody or something to save them. That isn't there.
0: Totally. That sounds true across the board. I mean, people would think of someone in a certain spiritual new age whatever movement Mm -hmm. deem them crazy (laughs) it doesn't mean that myself or anyone who is a ufo contactee or believer that their reality is truly their reality you know we would call some people like that delusional to use your word but you know I'm sure some, even my closest friends, might follow a lot of my work, but there's some level, some ground they don't dare tread or walk on. You know, Keith is a cool guy and he has some pretty cool things to say, and yada yada yada. But this seems just so freaking far out. But that would be said. That would be true across the board that would hold true for religion or for any cult or for any culture for that in that manner because we all think in pods we all think in groups we're secular we follow our own certain tribe and everything beyond my tribe is not real as to why i'm only hanging out with these people why did you say cult well because people often think of the word cult meaning demonic and devil and crazy and something that's just so taboo. I'm going to be in trouble if I even entertain the idea or hang out with said person because they're mm-hmm. my friend. And I just like that person, but I can't. Cult is not that. Cult is culture. Your religious upbringing, the place you live, your neighborhood, it's all cult. That's the derivative of the word cult. culture. We, it's basically following one particular thought process or one mental model a way of doing said thing or so, said so things. So you're That's saying cult. birds
1: of a feather flock together. Completely.
0: <laughs> you might see some geese hanging out with some mallards yeah, sure. in once in a while. They... <laughs> so what is their final? What is
1: their objective? What is their final objective? what What is it that they plan to do?
0: You meaning the others?
1: Yeah, yeah. The you know the, ETs. the good.
0: The good others or the bad others? Let us me address both. The bad others, it's obvious. It's taking place. Look out and about. Mm -hmm. You see it. It's happening. Those people, those beings are not human. You may say, well, they're not human because human implies that I have humanity at my utmost interest. In fact, I'm a person of service. I love humanity and I pray hope to become the embodiment of heaven on earth earth myself so those beings though it may look like a human guise i'm not saying they're cloaking themselves from their reptilian adronian nature by nature they are not human because they're not moving in accordance and to the the goal of a beautiful unified peaceful humanity so they do occupy the earth space now some of them have the ability to cloak themselves We've seen all the videos on YouTube with certain people in royalty and this and that with the slanted eyes. Most of it is probably hogwash.
1: Oh, but now you're only... talking! Now you're talking about David Ike.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it, even in general, even if let's say there was one million videos on YouTube with the slanted-eyed, uh, what's her name, the twerk uh, young lady. Um, yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. But it Keith, doesn't Keith, matter it come is. on, come on, come on. I know
1: for a fact how easily it is to manipulate any video. Sure.
0: I do. It for but if a there's living. only one, one, if there's only one out of the million, yeah. then it's true. But when it comes to the higher level extraterrestrial nature, that's exactly what it is. It's higher in nature. And they understand the higher nature, which is the law of unconditional love acceptance and allowance allowance i allow everything to be exactly as it is so i have no need to change it force it mold it manipulate it to be anything other than it is because i see it as a beautiful unfoldment so so are you
1: so let me understand this because we're running out of time really fast so so are you saying that they love us so much that they will let us go hungry they will let us be disease infested they will let us kill each other in war
0: i wouldn't necessarily use the word love they know the law and the law is unconditional love of acceptance allowance and appreciation and to know when it's time to step into your space when it comes to war famine All they can do is plant seeds. That's that's simply all they can do. It well, let's let's not hang this on the ET's shoulders. Let's go back to the creator itself. How could you, Mr. or Mrs. Creator, with all your power and everything that you can do, by simply just winking uh, an eyelash in your eye? But that's if that's
1: that's if you believe that that's how it happened. Right, right, right. I hear a little bit of Catholicism coming into this conversation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, this, there is a source from which everything is generated. So instead of hanging it on the extraterrestrial shoulders, let's go back to the source itself. But, if, but Why, but if the, why but did if, you do such a bad job?
1: But if, if the ETs are the source, why are they then not doing what a source would do? and improve the conditions or improve the model for which they created.
0: Sure. But if the ETs, what is the source of the ETs? The ETs are just those gardeners in this, in a single seed lies the potential of thousands, infinite forests. And so where do we trace this actual seed back to where we trace it back to the tree of life itself and hang it on that branch. So these ETs learn how to understand that they're just merely a branch of the tree of life. And the tree of life, in order for it to survive, to exist mm-hmm. inf- for infinity, there are, there are certain things that have to be done. And it's allowing the flower itself to naturally unfold. They, they're, they're, they don't stifle or in, in influence themselves in such a way that bucks the cosmic current it's just they just don't do it they can't in fact they bound to a code they can't do it but who are they bound to this code with if they are the the creators the higher levels the higher levels i would say that from beyond the ets that we would call extraterrestrials now Mm -hmm. enter the celestials and the principalities and the this all the way back to the source of creation itself so there's a law being enforced to use Uh, way of describing it Uh and followed it can't be bucked if you buck the current rapids happen what happens in the stream uh, any river that's moving in the river of life in the conscious river the life consciousness stream when we buck that current trouble turmoil rapids begin to happen there i guess like humanity we're tired of getting our butt kicked
1: (laughs) Hey, Keith, I, I hate to do this, but our time has uh, come up for tonight. I want to thank, thank you, you very much for joining us. And Exxon Nation, if you'd like to get more information about our guest to this hour, www.keithanthonyblanchard.com. Now, I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the exome continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV, And for all the programming available on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Don't go away.